If you ever happen to be going down Broadway in Lancaster, New York, you probably won't notice, but there is this building between two houses with a storefront. That's where PRZ Technologies is headquartered. This building, which was built in 1927, reminds me of one of those buildings at Disney. You think it's a small storefront, but then you enter and look around at all the space and you wonder, how is it possible it's this large? That's how I feel when I'm walking into PRZ and that building opens up to 32,000 square feet of space. And once you're in it, it's really neat to see the amazing contrast between that old-style 1927 building and the -the state-of-the-art cutting-edge machine tools that are all over the place inside it. They have everything from simple mills to five-axis machines. And the facility... Well, let me tell you, it's not your standard machine shop. It's clean. I mean, really clean. I mean, you can drop your lunch on the floor, pick it up and eat it type of clean. That's also one of the words you can use to describe the fixtures they build. They're beautiful. Really, they're pieces of artwork. It's really amazing to watch them take what are basically blocks of metal and craft them into beautiful fixtures that are used around the world on everything from aerospace to automotive products. In fact, PRZ Technologies has built a reputation as one of the worldwide leaders for fixture making in the auto industry. PRZ has made fixtures for just about every major car manufacturer, including Tesla. They're everywhere. PRZ has grown almost 300% in the past seven years. And you don't have to go much further than the owner, Walt Prisbel, to understand why. Quite frankly, he's a genius. He understands the mechanics of the machine tools so well, it allows him to create unique designs for not only the fixture, but sometimes he assists the customer to rethink their whole process when he sees a more efficient way to produce the end product. He is constantly talking to and giving advice to the lead engineers from the major automotive companies all around the world. And the best part, he never went to college. Are you kidding me? This man found his passion and created a business around it. Oh, and on the weekends, he's the crew chief for the NHRA Torrance Drag Racing Team. And for those of you who don't know what that is, the NHRA is like the NFL of drag racing, and the Torrance Racing Team would be the New England Patriots. Check them out on ESPN2 next time they show a race. It's pretty neat. Now, since its inception in 1999, Walt has done a fine job at hiring a very talented group of key managers who have played a pivotal role in PRZ's continued growth and success. Along with the key managers, PRZ has a very talented group of 15 machinists with a combined knowledge of over 200 years of machine tool experience. When I think of a well-run company... One of the first companies that always comes to mind is PRZ Technologies. 
It's a great company with great people who truly believe in their mission to make your advanced CNC manufacturing ideas and concepts that seem impossible a reality. Check them out at prztech.com. That's prztech.com. Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast, and you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. Have you ever heard the story about the time Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson were camping in the woods? Well, it was a warm summer's night on one of their many adventures together when suddenly Holmes woke up startled. Quickly looking around, he sat up and reached over to where Watson was sleeping. Watson! Watson! Wake up! He demanded. Dr. Watson, of course, was not very pleased with the rude awakening. What do you want? He grumbled. Watson, look up and tell me what you see, his friend demanded again. Watson knew that Holmes wouldn't let him get back to sleep until he complied. So he looked up at the night sky and said, I see hundreds of thousands of stars. And what can you conclude from that, Sherlock asked him. Well, Watson thought about it for a little bit and said, Well, if there are hundreds of thousands of stars, then it suggests to me that there must be millions of planets. And if there are millions of planets, then it may be reasonably implied that there are at least hundreds of planets that can sustain life. Of those hundreds of planets that are able to sustain life, I conclude that several of them must be able to support intelligent life just like here on Earth. At that moment, Holmes stood up, looked down at Watson and said, You fool! You should have concluded that someone stole our tent. You see, when you're working in your business and not on your business, it is very easy to miss the obvious, just like Dr. Watson. The consequences of working in the business and not on your business often means that you probably don't have a good balance between your work life and your home life. In fact, you're probably spending very little time at home and far too much time at work. As a result, you probably aren't taking care of your body or getting enough sleep. You may feel burnt out or at least you've lost the excitement you once felt about going to work. Yet despite needing a break, you probably think you just can't afford to make time for family, friends, hobbies, or vacations, the very things that might help you feel renewed and reinvigorated. Does this sound like you? If it kind of sounds like you, but you're still unsure, I'm going to ask a series of rapid-fire questions, about 15 questions. And if you can find yourself answering yes to more than half, then more than likely you're spending too much time in the business. All right, so here goes. Do you constantly come to work and find yourself immediately inundated with employees asking for your assistance? 
Does solving these problems for your employees prevent you from getting started on the tasks and projects you planned on accomplishing that day? Are you using your inbox as a haphazard filing system? Do you have more unread email than opened messages? Are employees copying you on email that you don't actually need to see or have time for? Are you spending a considerable amount of time and energy on employee complaints and infighting? Are employees coming to you in confidence to quote-unquote tattle on their coworkers? Are you having to spend time replacing staff due to constant turnover? Are you ignoring your financial statements on a monthly basis? Are you unable to read and fully comprehend your financial documents? When employees leave, do they take all or most of the company knowledge with them? When a new employee is hired, are they left floundering without procedures or onboarding programs to ensure a smooth transition? Do you and your staff skip having weekly meetings? Are the members of your team confused about the key goal expectations for their roles? Has it been a long while since you've measured job performance using meaningful criteria and accurate data? If, again, if you answered yes to at least half of these questions, then it's probably safe to assume that you are spending far too much time in the business and not enough time on the business. Consider those results as your wake-up call. If you don't change now, you risk getting burned out. As your team begins to notice changes in your behavior and demeanor, you could end up losing your best employees as your business begins to suffer. If you let this situation continue for too long, you could eventually lose your job or your business altogether. So, now that you've identified the problem, how do you begin to turn things around? Where do you start? Try using this quick, easy, three-step plan to help you get back on track. These three steps can help you rediscover your passion for your job and motivate your team to achieve greater success. First of all, own the problem to control it. The first step is to take ownership of the situation. Start with acknowledging that the responsibility for this problem lies with you. Ask yourself this question. What was it about my leadership that caused this situation? Don't skip this important first step because it's only when you own up to the problem that you regain control over it. Once you realize that it is under your control, then you will feel empowered with knowledge that you are also able to change it. So let me ask you again. What was it about your leadership that caused this situation? Why is it that you're answering yes to so many of those questions? Most often, the answer involves a failure to give up control of certain responsibilities. This mindset often starts off innocently enough, such as when a business owner mistakenly thinks it will take less time to complete a task by his or herself than to train an employee to do it. This short-term thinking can rapidly snowball into a long-term problem as unproductive tasks continue to build and fill up your daily schedule, preventing you from performing the work that originally made you successful. If this sounds like one of your challenges, then you're ready for step two. Step two is to reevaluate your tasks to better plan for the long term. Now that you control the problem, 
You can start solving it by evaluating every task you perform. Before you begin working on any of these concerns, ask yourself these questions. Are these tasks draining to me? Are they as important as the key business goals and strategies that I am responsible for? Or should someone else be handling it? If you answered yes, follow it up by considering which employee would be best suited to tackle these issues. Once you have determined which staff member is the best fit for any particular situation, you can begin investing time in training that employee to complete that task. Remember, by spending a little time in the short-term training of your staff and encouraging them to be self-reliant, you'll gain a lot more time in the long run for your own goals and responsibilities. Now comes the hardest part. Trust in others. Learn to trust in your staff by delegating appropriately. Oftentimes, business owners don't want to let go of these tasks because they fear that no one will accomplish it as well as they can. However, if you trust your employees to perform these tasks, you'll likely find that not only did they successfully manage it, but they might even handle it better than you could have. The reason for this is because your employee already has the proper credentials, experience, and background for getting that job done. You hired them to perform these tasks in the first place, so trust in their expertise and empower them to complete this work for you. By using this three-step strategy, you can begin to retake control over your work life instead of letting it control you. Taking a little time now to assess where and how to direct your energy and attention can actually save you more time in the long run. You'll be able to decrease the number of energy-draining tasks you perform and free up time for your key work responsibilities. In particular, you should also find time to devote to yourself as well. If you've been feeling burnt out, then spending time with loved ones and going on vacation can help you find new inspiration so that you can return to work reinvigorated. This will allow you to become more proactive and productive at work, which in turn can lead to more effective weekly meetings with your team, and that can give you the time and insight needed to better understand and utilize your financial information as you strategize for future success. It's all connected. And whenever you feel yourself getting so lost amongst the stars that you miss the obvious like Dr. Watson, take these three steps back to refocus on the things that Sherlock Holmes would say are simply elementary to your success. I hope you have a great day.